Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 592, air date April 25th, 2020. Good. What is it, Chad? Good evening, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Welcome. It is 9.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, welcome to Dr. Shiva Live. We're going to have a conversation today about a real solution to end big tech censorship. It's a solution I've been thinking about and evolving since 1997. And I wanna share that with you, particularly at a time um, when censorship is becoming, uh, frankly, escalated as people wanna tell the truth. Someone just put up here, um, if you go back to that, Jen, there was a quote there, someone just commenting about um, the fact that so much of his stuff is being censored, that means he's telling the truth. Well, it's really unfortunate that people are having to do this, particularly people like Mark Zuckerberg and Google and the three major telcos, which we're going to talk about. But I want to, uh, first of all, begin as people are joining. Good evening to everyone. Uh, yeah, some people are asking, am I going to London Real? I get back to that. Uh, I, uh, when people come on, I'll answer that question and a bunch of other issues. Um, and we'll let people come on. What I want to start with uh, introducing myself, which I, everyone says is, is important to introduce myself, particularly because we have a lot of you know, new audience joining consistently, and I hope everyone can see me there. Um, one of the important things to understand is that um, my name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure, just to repeat that. I'm an MIT PhD in biological engineering. Many of you know I have four degrees from MIT um, in the fields of engineering. My, I have uh, an undergraduate in electrical engineering, computer science. I went to work. I've always, by the way, in addition to doing formal academic training over many years, I've also gone in and out of MIT. I wasn't a straight academic. I uh, started six or seven different companies. Uh, after I finished my undergraduate, I went and was one of the senior engineers uh, of a, a company that did one of the earliest versions of PowerPoint, which we sold to Lotus. And then I came back to MIT in 2000, I'm sorry, uh, the late 80s, and I did my master's at the MIT Media Lab in scientific visualization, and also did another master's in mechanical engineering in applied mechanics. And then I was in the middle of doing my PhD in 1993, and I ended up winning a competition to uh, automatically read and analyze email. It was a competition that was uh, led by the Clinton White House along with the National Institute of Standards, and it was a big honor uh, I, I was the only uh, graduate student in that competition, I ended up winning it, left MIT, and I started a company called EchoMail. And that led me to another journey uh, to create a company that analyzed email. So my, some, many of you know I created the world's first email system as a young kid in, when I was a 14-year-old kid in 1990, 1978, long before I came to MIT. So I know a lot about email and I've seen its evolution in 19, during uh, uh, 1993 to 2003. I created a company called EchoMail. In fact, maybe it's worth that I share with you some of these. Uh, if, if people have an opportunity that if you actually go to this website here, I'm going to share with you uh, the website. Uh, but first of all, everyone should know I'm running for U.S. Senate. Um, I'm not only an inventor and a scientist, but also a candidate for U.S. Senate here in Massachusetts. But our campaign, as you can see here, if I zoom in on this, is becoming more than just a campaign for U.S. Senate campaign, it's really becoming a campaign for truth, freedom, and health. That's really the, the overall goal of our campaign. I'm just gonna zoom in on that. Truth, 
freedom and health. And what we've really uh, put forward here from a messaging standpoint to the world is that all these things, truth, freedom and health are interrelated without freedom, which is what we're going to talk about today. You can't have truth. And without truth, we can't really find the real problems and the real solution to the health, which we've been talking about a lot today or for the last several weeks relative to the immune system and the lies that people like Fauci are doing. And without health, we can't have strong, resilient systems to fight for freedom. Today, we're going to really focus on freedom. That's what we're going to focus on. Um, and when you look at our website, uh, everyone should go to shivaforsenate.com. And I have a number of videos on truth, freedom, and health. If you go there, it's a great site. A lot of people ask me, hey, can you tell me which videos to watch? So these are all what I consider some of the best videos uh, for truth, freedom, and health. And you can go through them. You can sort them, for example, by just the videos on truth or just the videos on health, etc. But I hope you enjoy these. So you can just bring up the truth videos or the, or the freedom videos or the health videos. Um, one of the most important things is as a part of running for United States Senate, um, we have put forward a way for people to participate. People, people can participate in a number of ways. One is obviously you can donate to our campaign, which is a very simple way people can participate. Um, and uh, that's a, a fun way to participate because you get to be part of a movement. Um, and if you go, oops, let me go right here, come back to this. It's sort of hard to find my windows here. Sorry about that. Yeah. So if you have a chance to go to the website, um, you'll recognize that we've set up a bunch of ways that people can actually participate in the campaign. You can, uh, first of all, you can volunteer. Um, there's many ways that you can volunteer for the campaign, whether you're in state or out, out of the state, you can go fill out the form, but you can also participate by donating to the campaign. But one of the things I've done, because I've never felt it right just to take people's money, when you donate to our campaign, which is right here, I've created a book for you called System and Revolution. System and Revolution really teaches you what is a system and what is revolution and how do we actually uh, uh, understand our body as a system. And, and in order to do that, I've created a tool called Your Body, Your System. And this tool is up on the site, which we'll walk through. It really helps you understand how your body is a system and how, how you can use uh, a number of techniques to actually understand how your body is a system. So I encourage people to go take advantage of that. In fact, let me share that screen so people can understand that. And let me go right here, which is your body, your system. So you can see that here, that's coming up. So your body, your system is this great tool that you can use to answer a set of questions. And from an engineering system standpoint, it figures out the kind of body you have or system you have. And then it figures out through another set of questions, how far you've deviated from your body and through another set of questions, how you can bring your body back to your homeostasis. Anyway, this is just background, but let's really talk about um, what I what I want to focus on. We live in a very interesting world where we live in the digital world. We no longer live in the world of just matter alone. Um, and because of that, our digital rights are extremely important, which means our my ability to communicate you and your ability to communicate back with me. And over the last, I would say, starting around 1997, these rights have been diminished. And as someone who's been involved in the technology field since I was a 14-year-old kid when I invented the first email system and then went on to MIT and did all those degrees, did science, I have a very particular viewpoint on this and I have a solution. The good news is I have a solution for, for tech, big tech censorship and involves the United States Postal Service. 
And initially, when you hear about this, people go, what is Shiva talking about? This doesn't make any sense. But in the next few minutes, you're going to really understand the power of what I'm sharing and why it's important. There's a book I have up there called The Future of Email. If you want to get it, it really talks about the solution I'm talking about. What is the future of email? But more importantly, what is the future of our digital rights and what all of us can do? So we've talked about without freedom, you can't get to truth. And without health, we can't have freedom because you can't fight for it. So we're going to really focus on freedom today. So let's, again, uh, many of you know I'm a big student of history. I really love history. It's one of my, one of my favorite subjects among many other things. But um, if you really look at history, what you'll realize is that the founders of our system of government in the United States were quite extraordinary people. Unlike the lawyer lobbyists today, uh, um, 60, 70% who run in Congress who don't know math, who don't know science, who don't know engineering, who don't know plumbing, electricity, the founders, like people like um, uh, Washington was a surveyor, he was a farmer, people like um, you know, Jefferson you know, was an architect, people like uh, Franklin uh, built things, he, he did many things, his career is quite amazing, he's one of my heroes, in fact, if you look at all the different things that he did, he was a polymath, which many people sort of call me because I do many different things and I have a whole bunch of skill sets. But Franklin's one of my heroes. But the founders of America had a long vision. They could see the future. In fact, they wanted to create the future. And that's what America was really about, creating the future. They recognized at the time when the United States government was forming, and one of the reasons it formed was because if you look at the crown, the British crown was restricting our freedom, the monarchy, a few set of people were restricting our freedom. And how did they do that? Well, they did it in those days by not allowing, you know, the colonists to actually use the press. What was a press? It wasn't Google, it wasn't Facebook, it wasn't faxes and email. It was the actual written letter. You know, people literally wrote letters like this. I just got a very nice letter from someone here, but someone, they would write letters like this and they put it in envelopes and they send it. Well, um, the press was being limited in those days you know, only certain people, only the crown could put out their newsletters or their newspapers. So in the infinite wisdom of the founders, when they created America, one of the goals was to create what was called the United States Postal Service. Now, the Postal Service was created so every American, you or I, could send a, a letter like this for pennies, literally pennies. I could send you a letter and you could send me a letter. And you could send a letter to anyone else. But one of the important things was the notion that all of us were the press. So all of us could write something and all of us could send it through this thing called the postal mail system that the founders created. And that postal mail system, uh, thank you very much. I watch you, uh, you everywhere. Thanks for standing for truth. Thank you very much. So the postal mail system was created so all of us could be the press. So listen very carefully. All of us were supposed to be the press. When it went freedom of the press, it didn't mean freedom of the press for the New York Times or CNN. It meant all of us were supposed to be the press. Now, as a part of that, one of the important things that happened as, as a part of creating uh, the Postal Service was the Postal Service also created something called a police force to, to make sure that if I sent you a letter and anyone interfered, including a postal employee, it was a 20-year sentence in prison, okay? So the United States Postal Service was an extraordinary innovation of people like Benjamin Franklin. 
They had vision. They wanted to make sure that all of us could communicate. Remember, part of the Declaration of Independence was that if we, we the people felt that our government was becoming too onerous, too much, you know, putting us down, that we had the right to rise up, overthrow and abolish that form of government, a revolution. The founders put that in there. And one of the foundations of that was the First Amendment. And a part of that foundation of the First Amendment was the Postal Service. The Postal Service gave teeth to the First Amendment. And then the Second Amendment gave even more teeth. But without the Postal Service, you and I could not communicate. Now, remember, this was at a time they didn't have fax machines. They didn't have email. They didn't have Internet, etc. So this form of the letter was really the, you know, the email of that era. Okay. But the key thing to remember, everyone should just understand this. The postal service at that time was created. It was a very beautiful system for pennies. You, everyone could communicate and all of us could communicate through the postal service. And if anyone interfered with that communication, 20 year sentence in prison. Okay. Quite extraordinary. And by the way, that still has today. The postal service has a police force. It's run under the inspector general. You have the postmaster general who runs the postal service and the inspector general runs a post uh, is he runs a police force to oversee the postmaster general. It's, it's a checks and balances system. So, so that's the background. So the postal service was an amazing way to enable freedom of speech. It was en to enable freedom of speech. Um, that's what it was about. It was to enable freedom of speech. So part of this entire model to enable freedom of speech was this. It was that you and I could transact and no one could interfere. That was the foundation of the Postal Service. So if you get that, let's move forward to around late 1960s. One of the important things to understand is by the late 1960s, one of the features that was taking place was that if you looked at postal mail volume, nearly 60 to 70% of the mail going through the postal service was political mail, left wing, right wing, green party, you know, libertarians, everyone was using a large volume of email was political mail, large volume mail was political mail, which means we had a lot of freedom. People communicated, people transacted ideas left and right, you know, fascist and non-fascist freedom lovers, people want to, whatever it was, it was a very vibrant system. And there was no suppression. Remember, you could not stop people. If you did, 20-year sentence in prison, true freedom. Now, something interesting happened. As many of you know, when I created the first email system, email was originally used in the inter-office mail environment. You don't need the internet for email. When I created email, it was at, at, at Rutgers Medical School. We had three locations, Newark, New Jersey, Piscataway, New Jersey, and New Brunswick. When we had a wide area network, which means a big network, and when I created email, we had big mini computers running and we would transact email across that network. All right. And in fact, if you look in the 80s, in the 70s and 80s, and even up until the early 90s, many companies would have local area networks and they would have different computers wired together and they had email programs running on them. However, something changed around 1993. Does everyone remember what happened in 1993? Greetings uh, from Portugal. God bless you, too. Uh, one of the things that occurred in, in, in Portugal, uh, I'm not in Portugal, in 1997 was that, uh, I'm starting in 1993, was the World Wide Web came. When the World Wide Web came, it gave a user interface that allowed us to use a mouse, 
point and click to use this thing called the internet, which had been hanging around there for years. And, but when the World Wide Web came, it put a front end on the, on the internet, so it made it more easily accessible to everyday people. So the internet became a consumer application. And when that happened, email, which was an office application, became a consumer application. So starting in, in 1993, when I used to give seminars, you know, I started two different companies. And when I left MIT, I started a company right in the middle of my PhD uh, called EchoMail, but also started a company called Arts Online, which was helping artists go direct. And well, I would do seminars in 1993, and we'd ask a room full of 1,000 people, how many people had an email account? Maybe two people out of 1,000 people had an email account, okay? But after 1993, email volume started exploding absolutely exploding. In fact, let me share with you uh, a very nice graph here so you can understand this. So email volume starts exploding in 19, starts exploding in 19, um, uh, starting 1993. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Let me go right over uh, here, okay? So what you see here is, in fact, this is a very nice graphic I did uh, back then, it's called USPS snail mail versus email, okay? And if you can see this here, what you'll see is it also goes through the history of the invention of email when I started in 1978. But you see 1978, there's about 97 billion snail mail, only about 5,000 email per year estimated. 100 billion in 1979, only about 10,000 emails transacted, okay? So you can see it keeps increasing, increasing. Now look what happens around 1988. Uh, this we're here, we're here. 198. Uh, sorry, I want to go back here. Yeah, 1988, about 161 billion emails, 3 billion. I mean, 161 postal mails, 3 billion um, emails. And then fast forward over to 1993, 171 billion snail mail, and you have about 50 billion emails. And right around here, between 1995 and 1997, right around 1997, what you see is really that in a big way email volume hits 550 billion and postal mail volume was only 191 billion. So just look at that. And this is when Hotmail came out, Yahoo Mail, you know, et cetera. So right around here is when massive amounts of email got get sent out. So what I'm, what I'm talking about here is that in around 1997, email volume overtakes postal mail volume. That's what happened in 1997. And I was running a company, as I go, if you go back here, called um, EchoMail. And EchoMail was a company that I'd started back in, um, here it is, EchoMail I launched in 1995. And it was an amazing company, which um, I'll share with you, which still, still operates. Uh, and that company was created because the guy who invented email also created a problem. People were starting to get tons of email and they needed a way to automatically sort that email. Originally, President Clinton's White House needed it. They ran a competition, ended up winning it, and I started a company called EchoMail. And EchoMail started helping the biggest Fortune 1000 companies so they could lower the cost of customer service because their customer service reps were getting overwhelmed. So, in fact, I use EchoMail for all the communications you send me. I can do a whole discussion on that. But EchoMail is, is an organization that takes email and using AI techniques, it actually allows us to automatically process um, email. And in fact, I'll, I'll go over to since I know some of you are interested in that. But EchoMail is a is, is what I call the AI in email. So in fact, if you go here, um, 
Uh, you're welcome to visit it, but it's uh, it's a cool company. We call it the AI and email. I've been doing this for a long, long time. And I started this, as you can see, back in 1993. A lot of different people used it. It's an amazing company um, that I still love. And we're making, by the way, Echomail accessible to small and medium business people that's happening. But um, the invention of email also resulted in this problem that lots of email were coming. So 1997, email volume overtakes postal mail volume. So it's a very important year to remember. So I was running Echo Mail. I had lots of great customers, was making a lot of money. Our company was growing uh, because we got paid for processing email automatically. And this is when I realized that we had a problem in freedom because I was always very politically active and I was thoughtful of what email and technology was gonna do to freedom. And what I realized was, oh my God, you know, companies like Hotmail, Yahoo Mail, Gmail, we're actually starting to actually own our mail and there was no protection. When many of us sign up for Hotmail and Google Mail, many of us don't read their privacy statement. Those companies actually own your email. It's not your email, especially when you sign up for the free email, you give up your freedom. They watch your email, they analyze it, they have bots looking at it, but it's really their content. Yes, you're making it, but they can shut you off. They own it. So that's just something very, very important to remember. So when I saw this phenomenon and having been the guy who created email where we had them on local area networks where people had their own email servers, I said, wow, this is a this is going to be a significant problem. People are going to lose their freedom with with email. So what I ended up doing was I, I called up the Postal Service and, I'm, and I was only about a 29 year old kid. Then. This is 1993 or something like that. And I met with officials at the Postal Service and I said, you know what? I said, you guys need to create a public email service and the equivalence of things like Facebook and YouTube. So I was saying, because I could see where this was going. This is the difference between stupid lawyer lobbyists who don't build technology. I could see the next 30, 40, 100 year future that these companies were gonna own us. So I told the postal service executives, I said, you guys, because look, your purview is not just print mail. Right, it's not just print mail. The founders of the country wanted you to protect our communication. It was called the public commons. So I told them you guys should create the equivalent, the digital equivalents, and I bet you Americans would pay about 50 bucks to use this service to protect our freedom. Well, you know, they said, look, you're a 29 year old kid. I remember this very vividly. What do you know about uh, our business? We're a 500,000 person company. We don't need to participate. Uh, and someone just wrote, truth, freedom, and health is, is not a right or left issue. Exactly, Rain's world, exactly. And, uh, neither is protection of our freedom. So so what I shared with the Postal Service was, you, you need to start this. They thought it was a ridiculous idea. Their view was, no, 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 we're just in the print mail business. We don't need to do this email thing. That's what they said. You know, we're we're bigger than Walmart. Why do we need to get into this? And I was really upset because I realized that they could A, make money because I believe all of us would pay about 50 bucks a year to have a parallel service, but it would, it, it would be protected by the laws of the constitution. Just remember this for a second. Just remember this for a second, that um, encryption and security, they can break it, but we don't have any legal protection when we sign up for Google and Facebook. They own our email. Just, and this is what we're seeing with YouTube. They can turn you off, turn you on. Same with Facebook. But remember, the Postal Service is something as a part of the Constitution that was there to protect communication. So anyway, they didn't do it. And anyway, so about, I think it was in 2011. So that's about, what, 18 years later? Is that right? 
Yeah, 2011, 1997, 14 years later, we see something interesting. We see that the Postal Service is going out of business. That's what we find. Uh, that was in, I think, 2011, if you look, I think U.S. Postal Service, you know, going out of business, uh, going bankrupt. I think it was right in uh, the front of the Wall Street Journal. There were a lot of uh, organizations which were reporting since the Postal Service was going bankrupt. Um, so, in fact, here, here's the article. Let me bring it up. So this was what was happening. The Postal Service, I'll put it right here. Um, I don't want to do that. Let me put it right here. Was going out of business. You'll see it right here. So you, you understand this was a real thing. Um, oops, there we go. Add this there. So you'll see here, U.S. Postal Service going out of business. Um, Jen, can you just remove that comment so people could see this? So here was the Postal Service, and this article came out. Why is a U U.S. Postal Service going out of business? And it's an article saying the Postal Service is going out of business. Okay? Uh, it's remarkably efficient, and it's talking about why they're going out of business. So when this occurred, what did I do? I was really upset because I had given them a solution back in 1997 that they could have made billions and billions of dollars and protected our uh, privacy. So I did an interview um, in a company called, in a, in a magazine called Fast Company and in Time Magazine. And that interview was published. And again, this is my whole other history with freedom and wanting to protect people's right. And that, um, and that, uh, that article was about can technology save the postal service? And what I told in this article was, look, there's a very, very different way that had the postal service. And it's a very cool article. This is what came out. And here it is. It says, can technology save the postal service with snail mail decline in, 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 in uh, snail? The postal service is considering huge layoffs. And this is what they were considering then. They didn't know how to really address this issue. And basically the article is saying the designer of email as we know it, VA Shivai is another way to save the business. So anyone who uh, questions whether anyone believed I invented email, that was written by Fast Company 19, uh, there was this 2011, again, reiterating, I, I was the inventor of email. Someone said vitamin C video was deleted already on Facebook and YouTube. Wow, amazing, amazing, incredible. That's incredible. Okay. Uh, that's interesting news. So this just happened. Censorship of an MIT PhD in biological engineering who studies vitamin C. Mark Zuckerberg and Chan Zuckerberg are deleting my videos. Chan Zuckerberg is a total pharma little whatever. Okay. And she has a nerve to delete this. It's amazing. We're going to have to go all out on them. But anyway, it's amazing. It's happening right now. So anyway, this article came out in Fast Company, and it was really my talking about my idea, and it was written by Laura Claudney about what should be done to save the Postal Service. And right here it says, the man who designed email, as we know it, Fiesivadre, thinks, yes, he says, we, uh, um, if only the Postal Service would get back to its innovative roots. In email correspondence with Fast Company, Idre, who's the founder of Echomail, a serial tech entrepreneur and teacher of cross-discipline engineering courses at MIT noted, the first U.S. Postmaster General, Benjamin Franklin, was a superlative innovator. Like Henry Ford, he laid down a production system with the U.S. Post, USPS for the receipt, sorting, routing, and transport of email while setting quality standards for training and delivery. That was not a mere operational process of tweaking or refining an extant business to generate more revenue or reduce costs. 
Franklin created something new, a system that evolved into becoming the modern postal system. This evolution in media and communication cannot continue without ongoing bold innovation. So what I was sharing here was that um, the postal service was basically a bunch of fools, that they weren't really being uh, doing their job. And that article came out and I said, look, the postal service should be doing what I told them in 1997. They should be offering the equivalent of a public email service, a YouTube and Facebook equivalent to protect us. And I believe, again, people would pay about 50 bucks um, to do this annually and it would generate a lot of revenue. Well, interesting enough, when that article came out, it went viral all over the internet. People saying, why aren't they following this guy's idea? And then I get a call from the postmaster, the inspector general of the post, um, post office, Dave Williams. And he says, Shiva, why are you attacking us? What are you talking about? And I told him my solution. And I was commissioned by Dave, who's the inspector general who runs a police force because he really liked this idea. He was a good guy. And I was commissioned to do two reports to show how much, what the multi-billion dollar opportunity was and how they could make money. And that, those two reports, I spent a lot of time, they paid me money, I delivered it to the Postmaster General. And yet to this day, nothing has happened and I've uh, conveyed to people in the Trump administration they can do something. So why is this important? And what is the real solution here? Look, the Postal Service is really the infrastructure of freedom. That's what it's about. It's the infrastructure of freedom. So here's a solution. Here's a solution. The Postal Service should offer us a public equivalent of Facebook, a public equivalent of YouTube, a public equivalent of email. And that infrastructure cannot be turned off. They can't be turning off my vitamin C ads. They can't be turning off, not my vitamin C ads, my vitamin C articles or my vitamin C research. That's what they're doing today because five major communications companies, Google and Facebook, Vodafone, AT&T, and Verizon own everything that we communicate through the physical hardware. And there's other companies, but these are the big guys and the software on ramps. That is the fascism we're living under right now. The fact that someone could take down an MIT PhD's biological engineering, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> post is absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. That's what's going on. And the way we solve it is the Postal Service needs to step up to the plate, recognize they're not in the world of the you know, uh, 1800s or 1700s. They're in the world of digital world. So as part of running for U.S. Senate, and by the way, everyone should go to our U.S. Senate site and support our campaign because these are the kinds of ideas that only a technologist and innovator will come up with. These other foolish lawyer lobbyists were sleeping, by the way, way Fauci and Gates and Clinton were basically causing this pandemic. And the CDC and the WHO and the Chinese, et cetera, are doing the same thing. They're sleeping on the job while the Postal Service, one of the most important institutions, is tanking 630,000 workers. And as a part of our campaign, one of our goals is digital rights. I have, I have a bill written called the Digital Rights Act. And that bill is to ensure that the Postal Service comes up to the 21st century and they offer those services, just like when we used to pay for postage, we pay a little bit of money and we get our own equivalents of Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all of those brought to you by the US Postal Service, which will make sure that our communications are protected. Remember, they have a police force. No one is supposed to interfere, interfere. 
That's how justice is going to get served if we bring back the Postal Service and the Postal Service starts becoming innovative. In addition, that's the software side. You know, all of these Postal Service offices are everywhere. There's some very cool technology called WiMAX technology. That technology would allow us to build a network independent of AT&T, independent of Vodafone, independent of Verizon. It would be the people's network. So literally imagine on the top of every post office, there'd be an antenna. It would create what's called a mesh network. Again, this, this technology is for pennies nowadays. So we would have our own physical network, which is a network by the people for the people. And we would have the software which could compete. And if people want to use Google and Facebook, great. Just like you can use a postal mail or you can use DHL or UPS. So that's the solution. The real solution here is to ensure that we, the people, can communicate. That's the solution. And the Postal Service is a vehicle. So I hope this is clear. This may initially have sounded like, what is he talking about when he's talking about the US Postal Service? Again, these kinds of ideas can only come from a guy who actually works like you and I, who understands technology, who understands science, and who wants to be your next US Senator. It's not gonna come from really moronic, incompetent fools called lawyer lobbyists. That's why when you, you, you need to take time, a few minutes, and you need to t go to our website because you need to realize that we're at a historic moment in human history where we must have people who can actually represent us and won't be sleeping on the job because we have a lot of people sleeping on the job right now. And if you go to the website, you can go look, we have take action. One of the important actions that people should take, um, one of the important to take is um, you can look at petition to fire Fauci, for example. This guy essentially is suppressing freedom. He's not talking about the big issues. He's actually probably in communication. Remember, he just did a, him and Zuckerberg are pretty good friends and you know they do stuff together, okay? They did, but you can go to this website and you can actually see Right here, everyone look, looking right here should go right to this website. We're about 86,000. We need another like 12, 13,000 up here to get him fired, meaning to send a signal to everyone across the world. So everyone go here, you know, and, and fill out this petition to fire Fauci. The other pe thing people need, need to recognize is we have our platform. If you go to our platform, you'll see we're going to be filling it up here with content. But if you go to the platform right here um, on the website, we actually have what I stand for what our platform is. You can go to the Citizen Science Act, which I'll be doing another video on. You can see the Digital Rights Act, which is what I'm talking about today. And there is the Health Rights Act. And obviously, as I've shared before, everyone, we must win in Massachusetts. Let me tell you why this is important. Please go here, support our campaign. You can get on the bus, you can volunteer, and you can obviously contribute. And by the way, as I keep saying, anyone who contributes to our campaign, I want to teach you systems thinking. Systems thinking starts, give you a whole different way to look at the world. It's an ebook up there. And then you get access to this very powerful tool called Your Body, Your System, as I mentioned earlier. So everyone take some time to go support the campaign. And the reason that this is important is that, as I keep saying, I'm an MIT PhD. I got four degrees from the place. I work you know, my butt off, I created companies, I'm an innovator, I'm a scientist, I can articulate, I can, I can look at a situation and I can figure out what the real problem is, a real solution. I'm the guy who really exposed Fauci, fire Fauci, came right out of here from this little room here to really spur a movement for truth, freedom and health. And when it comes to freedom, we must have digital rights. 
Without digital rights, we're all screwed. And the fact that people can take down videos, your content, if you want to say stuff against vaccines or you want to say, say stuff you know, against whatever the, whatever the people are that you have a difference with, that two people can control that is absolutely ridiculous. And Fauci right now is a part of that you know, attack on freedom. He knows vitamin C is good, yet he's got his buddies over at Facebook pulling stuff down. Absolutely ridiculous. So anyway, we need to upgrade the Postal Service, bring it to the 21st century, and make sure that our digital rights are protected. Someone said, tell me they're not hiding something. How ludicrous suppressing information from the people. Illegal to say vitamins work for viruses. Absolutely amazing. And I'm not selling anything, guys. I'm not selling vitamin C. I'm not, you know, a vitamin CVS or whoever it is, Walgreens selling it. This is an MIT PhD giving information. We need to completely destroy this establishment of Facebook and Google who think they can control. Just remember, just remember, if I can bring this up, I'm going to probably bring it up right now. You know, Zuckerberg, let me bring this up. Zuckerberg, Chan Zuckerberg, Biohub. Okay, let's bring this up right now so we can show what scumbags these two people are. Okay, here's a Chan Zuckerberg Biohub. Okay, what is this Biohub up to? All right, and you can see that they're up to building vaccines. Okay, that's, and they put billions of dollars into their own thing. Here it is. Let me bring it up right here. And you will see this is their biohub. This is what Chan Zuckerberg and Mark Zuckerberg are up to, okay? This is their biohub. It's all about curing, preventing, managing disease for a children's lifetime. It's all about vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. And you should go here and check it out, okay? This is what the Chan Zuckerberg Foundation is funding, vaccines, right there. There you go, okay? To push forward on vaccine development, let me make this bigger. So by the way, just so any of you joining, this is Dr. Shiva Adre, MIT PhD in biological engineering. I'm a scientist and an inventor. Um, I've been really uh, exposing and sharing with you knowledge about the immune system. I was just doing a talk, which I'm finishing up, about why we need freedom and digital rights and a solution I have. In the middle of doing my talk, I just got word that the talk I just did on vitamin C was taken down. Okay, I was taken down. And and who did this is Mr. Zuckerberg's organization, Facebook. Well, Facebook actually has started a biohub. On the other side, billions of dollars that they put in to get mandatory vaccines and do research on vaccines, research, okay? And let's look at what they have here. This is their biohub. Let me walk you through this. This is what they have. This is a Chan Zuckerberg Foundation. To push forward on vaccine development, we use recent advances emerging from structural biology, machine learning, and computer assisted proteins to establish a new approach for creating vaccine candidates. Blah, blah, blah. It all sounds good, but they're in the vaccine business. This is see, the Chan Zuckerberg Biohub. We don't believe in impossible, right? They don't believe in impossible, but they believe it's okay to ban people. That's what they're about. They're about making sure that they make it impossible for all of us to exercise our digital rights. We got a fight on our hands and that fight is gonna have to be bottoms up for truth, freedom and health. We don't need the Kennedys, we don't need the Gateses, we don't need politicians, we don't need lawyer lobbyists. Bottoms up movement, because they've all sold us out. If you see my video I put up there earlier, we need to build a movement bottoms up. And our run for United States Senate 
in Massachusetts is a tip of the spear of that movement. So everyone listening, go support our campaign, volunteer, donate. But remember, when you donate to me, I'm going to teach you stuff. And by the way, if you can't afford the book and if you can't uh, afford a donation, you want that, just write to me at vashiva at vashiva.com and I'll get, get you that. But go to Shiva for Senate, support this campaign. Those of you who are outside of the country, I know some of you written and you're interested in the Your Body, Your System tool, just simply go to Your Body, Your System and you can get access to it directly if you want it. So that's yourbodyyoursystem.com and you can go right here. And this is a very cool tool. And you also get the ebook. Um, go there and support the campaign. And by the way, to all of you listening, if you're not able, if you're incapable of affording it, just write to me at vashiva at vashiva.com. Tell me what your situation is. In fact, there's an honor system and we'll support you. This is not about getting money out of you. This is really about educating people so we win. So I wanna take some questions that we have. Someone said, I've donated to your campaign and we'll do it again in protest of Facebook censorship of your educational videos. That's what Facebook is doing. Facebook is censoring an MIT PhD. I used to teach this stuff at MIT. I teach this to you know customers for Cytosol all over the world. This is not good for people to learn that vitamin C, high dose vitamin C has powerful effects. Deleted my Facebook account today. It felt great. Maybe we should all do that. Maybe we should all, maybe I should, the inventor of email should start his own platform. That maybe that's what I need to do and decentralize it. This is absolutely ridiculous. Instagram now paused. Let me see what's going on. We started up again. Instagram saying it's out of batteries. One second, everyone. Thank you. Amazing um, audience we have. They tell us exactly what's going on. Thank you. Is that better? I hope hopefully that's up. But we have a fight on our hands and it's not going to be won by lawyer lobbyists. It's going to be won by us. It's not going to be won by people who apologize for people who do really stupid things when they claim they're fighting for us. In this vaccine movement, as I pointed out, you know, Bill Gates and Robbie Kennedy, same guys. They both love Hillary Clinton. Robbie Kennedy acts as though he's for us, but he says nothing against Hillary Clinton. That's why no movements ever take place because we get sold out. We got sold out by a bunch of incompetent, foolish lawyer lobbyists who did nothing while our entire freedoms were under attack under this pandemic. And right now our freedoms under attack by Facebook and Google and the major telcos. I have a solution. And that solution means the United States Postal Service, which is supposed to report to us, do their job and they offer us infrastructure. That's what we need. Exactly, we need another communication venue. And I'm telling you the founders created the Postal Service. It's time we have a revolution here for truth, freedom and health. It's the only way out of this. We got we got Harvard is running. Um, I just tweeted this out. I don't know if you know, Harvard is running a, a seminar, an event to criminalize homeschooling. That's what they're doing. They want to criminalize homeschooling. That's what they want to do. So they want to criminalize homeschooling. And it, it's up there on my tweet feed. You can go look at it. And because they want mandated indoctrination and they want mandated vaccination. That's what this is about, guys. And we, the people, are going to change that. We're not going to allow that to occur. It's not going to occur on my watch or your watch. That's what I'm running for U.S. Senate. And the Senate campaign is not about just winning a Senate seat. It's about a revolution for truth, freedom, and health. And we got to have our freedom. We need digital rights. My FB got restricted because I shared your video two hours ago. Wow. <laughs> Unfreaking believable. 
Maybe it's time that Mark Zuckerberg really got hit pretty hard. That's what this guy needs. He's a little, little twerp. Little twerp. Him and his wife. And his wife, by the way, is all about vaccines and big pharma. Chan Zuckerberg. Maybe we need to do something really harsh to Facebook from now on. This is unbelievable. Un-freaking-believable. That is what I just said. Let's all delete our Facebook accounts. Wow. Maybe that's what we should do on May 1st, which was, by the way, the, the day. It's not a communist holiday. It was a day that the American workers stood up for their rights. Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe all over the world, we need to all delete our Facebook accounts. Maybe that's what needs to occur. Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to really shut down this freaking organization, which is basically hurting people's health. Unbelievable. Michelle, can you believe that? No, I can't. Yeah. That's what they just did. Unbelievable. It's time, it's time that the revolution begin, brothers and sisters. It's time that the revolution really start. And it's already started. It's time it's overdue. Tammy McCormack, you're absolutely right. Unbelievable. How timely it is. Are the gods sending us a message as I'm talking about digital rights and, and censorship and a solution? Facebook is taking down videos, which is telling us how to boost our immune system. I already got rid of Facebook and I've been much happier for that. Well, maybe we need to have a massive, massive, massive protest all over this country and shut down freaking Facebook. And any worker who works there, you should be ashamed of yourself that you're working for an organization which is allowing this. Maybe the workers at Facebook should strike. Maybe that's what should happen. Maybe that's maybe we should unionize the workers at Facebook. Maybe that's what we should do. And maybe they should seize control of Facebook. Maybe that's what needs to take place. That maybe that's what needs to happen. This is nonsense. Vitamin D. Vitamin A, vitamin C are being banned on Facebook. Information about them. Develop a new platform. We can join good people together, then delete Facebook. All right. We got a fight on our hands, a big one, and we're going to win because you have the inventor of email on your side. You got an MIT PhD on your side. You got a guy with four degrees on your side. And I know how these guys operate, and I know all their little weaknesses. And that's why I'm here to lead this movement for truth, freedom, and health. Thank God I'm here and I thank God we're all in it together. Zuckerberg did a live Facebook today with thousands of negative comments. I checked later and all positive comments. Wow, unbelievable. What a scumbag. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna put together a massive strategy to destroy this, this fascist organization. That's what we need to do. We need to destroy Facebook and we need to make it very clear that they will no longer be tolerated and whether it's moving to another platform or something else, but we're going to do something very, very powerful. Unbelievable. This guy's killing people by not putting, by taking down information from an MIT trained scientist on the power of vitamin C. Unbelievable. Michelle, would you like to say anything? You might want to come over here. Homeschooling is a great thing. I homeschool my kids. It's a proven children. Look, I went to school, but I learned most of my stuff on my own. My father taught me most of the stuff. I didn't learn a lot, in, even in universities. I already got a good student, but my Dad taught me a lot of stuff. Come on over, Michelle. Maybe you want to tell people what you think about the fact that Facebook is banning. Come on over here. Here's Michelle. <laughs> Michelle is just listening to this unbelievable. I, I just can't, can't believe that they're doing this. 
they're educational videos that are based on information and really good research that's been around for years. Um, it, it's unbelievable. Jen, do you want to join us? Jen's also there. But anyway, I think the yeah, good news just, is- Just to clarify, YouTube also deleted it. Are you serious? Yeah. Which one? The one I just did? The vitamin C one. The one I said about Fauci? No, no, no. The one you did at, in vitamin C around 6.30, the uh, second video. That's what I'm saying. The one I talked about vitamin okay. C, victory yeah, for truth, right? Yeah, that one. Yeah, unbelievable. What did it say? Victory for truth? What was the title? Let me grab it. Yeah. So listen, we know we're hitting a nerve because they're letting Bobby Kennedy's boys go up. They're letting Bobby Kennedy's proxy be there, but they want to take down Dr. Shivaya Dre. That's why I keep telling you Bobby Kennedy is part of the not so obvious establishment. In fact, he's part of the establishment. I don't see any of his videos coming down. Do you, Jen? No. <laughs> right? He so, may not have that great of content. Not only doesn't he have any great content, but he's not a threat. But our movement is a threat to them. What's that, Jen? The title was Victory for Truth, Fauci Exposed on Vitamin C. Yeah. Well, maybe I should do that video again. Should we do it right now? <laughs> Restream it. Huh? We can restream it. Let's restream yeah. it. Well, let's talk about it right now. How many of you want to see the video right now? Should we do it right now? Should we do it right now, Jen? Or maybe we'll do it tomorrow and we'll invite Zuckerberg. That's what we'll do. Tomorrow we're going to invite Mark Zuckerberg and we're going to do a campaign for this. And we're going to invite Fauci. We're going to invite the president of the United States. And we want to talk about why, why are they deleting videos on vitamin C? Yeah. That's what we want to talk about. Why is Facebook deleting my videos and YouTube, Jen? Who else? It's still up on Twitter. Okay, it's up on Twitter. Well, maybe Jack at Twitter is a little more reasonable. I know his mother follows me on Twitter. And it should be on Truth, Freedom, and Health. Yeah. Com as well. Well, you know what? I may have to crank up my own data center and put all this up there. How many of you, if I put all my videos up on my own platform, would still want to watch it? Everyone say yay. How many would want that? How many people want me to move all my videos onto my own platform? Because you know what? I know how to build this stuff. How many people want that? How many people want Dr. Shiva to put his own videos on his own platform? And how many people want me to go to war with Mark Zuckerberg? How many people want that? Yes, I see a lot of people. It's time to go to war with Mark Zuckerberg. He's on my shit list now. He's on my big shit list. I was trying to be nice to him, but no more. Okay? No more. You're on my shit list, Mark. I'm coming after you. You creep. You freaking creep. That's what you are. Okay? You and your wife, you should go back and maybe study some medicine. And maybe when your parents, someone else has COVID and they're dying on ventilators and you'll call me and realize what the power of vitamin C is absolutely ridiculous this is absolutely ridiculous guys everyone there's already one rule for them and yes one rule for us. exactly they have one rule for them as my great-grandfather said this is how the elites work one rule for them and another rule for us yeah fauci in his own description as i shared earlier he says he takes vitamin c he washes his hands and takes vitamin c that's for them but not for us and vitamin d and vitamin d yeah he takes vitamin C and vitamin D. He talks about this is in a 2016 article. Mm -hmm.
but not for us. I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg and his wife take a lot of wonderful vitamins. And I'm sure if their parents got sick, they would put them on vitamin, uh, a high dose vitamin C like that. These people are absolute scumbags. They all need to be overthrown, all of them. A small set of elite people thinking they know better, they want others to die, they want others to be immunocompromised, and the rest of us to go to hell. Total, total bullshit. I, my parents and all of us came, most of us are working people. My yeah. parents left India, right? Yeah. Michelle grew up with nothing. Yeah. I grew That's up true. in a caste system in India. Are we slaves, everyone? Is that what we are? To a little twerp? Is that what we are? It's time we rise up and we get angry and we fight. That's what we need to do. And freaking Robbie Kennedy and the Kennedys and celebrities and Hollywood people to hell with you all. Because you tell us to be quiet. All you new age people, get out of our way. We're going after these guys. It's time we build a revolution in this country because we don't have freedom when videos on vitamin C are being taken down. No one is going to do that. No one. No one should be allowed to do that. Who are they to control information? And whatever they do, they're going to have to pay a big price for doing nonsense like this. Your solution about the post office really would be. The, the, this post office right is now, the right? only exactly. solution. The post office yeah. is the only solution because we can't regulate these big guys. The post office is the only solution, yeah. but we must do mass action. The workers at Facebook, you, you need to rise up. Mm -hmm. I know you guys have a job there, but your employer is full of shit. He's a fascist. <laughs> and we need to go back to workers' power. That's what occurred in the 1800s in this country. May Day is coming up. May Day was not a communist thing. That's what they rebranded it. May Day was when American workers rose up in this country and were shot, three of them. And in commemoration of them, it was called International May Day. And in the American elite tried to wipe that history out. But May Day started here in this country when working people rose up. And because of their rising up, if you look in the 1900s, we had high amount of infectious diseases. 40 out of 100,000 people, or 14 out of, it's in that range, 14 to 100,000. But because of the mass rising up of the American working class, we, we, we had vitamin A, nutrition, sanitation, and then that dropped infectious disease long before vaccines. They don't want us rising up. They think we're not gonna rise up. Well, now this has become very, very personal for me. It's no longer theoretical. It's deeply personal because my mother died of pulmonary fibrosis mm -hmm. in her lungs. And it took me many years later to realize that had they given her IV vitamin C and glutathione therapy in particular, it could have had massive effects. And the MDs did nothing. So this has become very personal. It's gonna be me against Zuckerberg and Gates and Kennedy's, all you guys, <laughs> you got hell coming right now. Un-freaking believable. Yeah. Unfreaking believable. Time to rise up. Time to rise up hard. Unbelievable. Deleting videos on vitamin C. And if Donald Trump, you're listening to this, just know that, you know, you're surrounded by a bunch of sharks and filthy people. And I voted for you because I saw you as a disruptor. 
And that's who I am. And that's what all these people are here. We're disruptors. And we're not going to let them get away. No way. No freaking way. Anyway, keep an eye out for tomorrow. We're going to huddle here. We're going to start acting now. This, we're not going to let this get away. I'm not going to be a whiner here. That's not who I am. That's right. Right? We're not whiners. No, and all of you not. out there, we're not we whiners. Get a lot done. Truth, freedom, and health. We got on the ballot. <laughs> That's right. We know how to go after the establishment and we know how to win. And mm -hmm. that's what we need to do. We need to rise up as Americans right now. All of us are Americans. This country was built by people who are revolutionary, who didn't take bullshit. And we have a finite set of people in aristocracy. We're back to 1776 and, and a set of monarchies who, who are running our country. Enough. Yes, it's time to rise up. Rise up. And we may have to do it militantly. We may have to do it violently. We may. I'm not Gandhi here. We may need to exercise a Second Amendment because this is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Total bullshit. Taking down videos on vitamin C. Anyway. Thank you, everyone. Truth, freedom, and health. Be the light. Get ready for a damn big fight. Thank you. Be well.